You, you are, are now tuned into the Fusebox Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. Syndicated worldwide to bring real, real black radio back, back to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the Syndicated Worldwide Fuse Box Radio Broadcast, bringing you a slice of what we call 21st Century Black Radio to the masses, which is a mixture of old and new school music from the international black diaspora, hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, blues, etc., etc., as well as news commentary and interviews from myself and my handsome and lovely co-host, you got myself on the mix and commentary in DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro, the Black Hawk, a.k.a. Yes, indeed. The funk found and not lost. I saw Rob Black Hawk back in the building, of course, with DJ Fusion. Yes, indeed. Big shout out to the whole we old wide world. And, of course, we want to do it right for you. You know, if if, if 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 you don't like one of us, then maybe you can dig the music and the vibes. No doubt, nothing no doubt. Meant, nothing meant to, you know, we're all changing and evolving people. So, you know, nothing that is said is meant to be, you know, really an insult. But, all right, but big up to the whole world and Fusebox Radio's rocking for every boy, man, woman, and girl. What's the deal, Fusion? Doing good, doing good. My allergies are finally kind of in semi-control, so yay to natural, well, actually more natural remedies help me out than stuff from over the counter, which was interesting. Shout out to my Aunt Jane. I'll give her a shout out real quick, talking to me, telling me to do that ginseng and lemon deal. Hot and steamed up. That actually cleared me up more than taking a, a rack of pills for the past week or two. And um, besides all of that, of course, I'm glad to be on the air I'm doing it continuously since 1998 with the show. We appreciate all of our wonderful fans um, who listen by whatever means, whether it's on demand um, through one of our lovely broadcast affiliates or via other means through the web and whatnot. And um, yeah, ready to go. Got a lot of good stuff going on. I'm actually still in the process of editing a lot of our North by Northeast interviews. So hopefully in the next week or two, we'll have some of those on deck to play on the show since um, we got a, a crazy amount of coverage and a crazy amount of music so just a little behind on that but it's all good um, our three hour block of audio goodness is getting ready to hit people's ears and for those who are new and listening to the show welcome we're glad that you're on board and hope you um, stay on board with our vibes and stuff um, as I always say nobody has to agree with anything we say in our commentary we're just two average black folks evolving, stating our opinions because we have the freedom and right to here in the States. And if a bunch of other folks can say crazy things, we can say some stuff that's at least balanced in sense, if nothing else, you know. And um, all of that, you know, freedom of expression isn't just that, you know, some folks can say things and everybody else has to shut up. I think a lot of folks get confused about that. And as one who looks at myself in multiple levels as a true patriot, one of those big things that everywhere people need to exercise is freedom of speech. And not just freedom of speech to talk for talking, but freedom of speech to at least have, from your experience, an educated opinion about what you're talking about. But um, anyway, let me do the quick um, promo rundown. So we got a few things going on with that. And then besides the wonderful music, myself and 
the bro, the Black Hawk, aka JJ, got going down. Um, we have new segments from the Black University Radio Network. Shout out to Lamar Blackman and all of them for the Direct Effects segment. As well as a new Black Agenda Report segment. Class shout out to Glenn Ford and all the wonderful folks over there who are doing their thing. Now, if you want to check out what's going on with the Fusebox Radio family, you can always go to our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com. F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Where it's pretty much a one-stop shop for a whole lot of stuff. You can check out our Twitter feed, our Facebook like page feed, Mixcloud feed, um, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, excuse me, latest episodes of the show, a little bit of show history, follow all of my music artists. There's actually a link to our direct um, SoundCloud um, submission page as well as our email to submit music. So yeah, a lot of stuff's going on over there. So if you're brand new to the radio show or just want to see what's the latest stuff that's going on with us event-wise and stuff, you can go there. Uh, we mentioned our Facebook like page. If you want to go directly through that, facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, one word. And through our other social networks like MySpace, Vimeo, Twitter, etc. Um, everything is just slash Fusebox Radio. So for example, twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio and so forth and so on. We also got to give props to the wonderful stuff at staff of Ohel Nall and Planet Ill, ohelnallblog.com and planetill.com respectively, for having us down, bringing a little bit of the Fusebox Radio vibe through the show and through written articles on both of their sites as a part of the music staffs over there. So besides what we do, check out all the wonderful content on um, those websites. And we gave props to our broadcast affiliates before. But if you want to check out all the broadcast affiliates list, the latest list of people you can check out, and also with all of them, check out all the wonderful content they have besides us, you can go to our official blog site, blackradioisback.com, and um, up top there's a link for Fusebox Radio Affiliates. Click on there, you'll see the nice long list of 25-plus folks who um, are supporting us and putting us on, which, again, we deeply, deeply appreciate. Lastly, if you want to go ahead... And um, get the Fusebox Radio broadcast on your own time. Let's say you happen to miss it through one of our broadcast affiliates or, you know, one of your websites that are posting up. You might have missed a link or kind of misplaced it because you're going through your daily motions or whatever. We are subscribable via a lot of your favorite music RSS feeders. So iTunes, Zoom, Flycast FM, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, so forth and so on. Just search for Fusebox Radio. Um, our logo should pop up right there in the description of the show and everything. You can get um, about two years of the archives of the radio show. So subscribe. We really appreciate that. By whatever means you subscribe, please give some feedback. If you did get all those um, feedback things, really do help us out a whole, whole lot. <laughs> and stuff. And um, we also got to give props to our podcast host. Podomatic. We've been down with them for about over seven to eight years, and they've been yeah. honestly. This isn't you know. This ain't a paid endorsement or no mess like that. They've honestly been really good to us, and I just want to give them props because um, they got more and more people climbing on and stuff with um, what they do. And honestly, I can't complain at all with Podomatic, and that's real. You know, we we ain't dropping no host of money on some garbage or whatever. So. But yeah, that's about it on the basic promo win. And just for an upcoming event for my people going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, um, from July 25th to 27th, I will be attending the Fleet DJ 
conference. I'm going to be on um, one of the panels that's actually going to be on the first day on Wednesday. A, a big, huge, super mega panel of folks. And anybody who has ever seen me on a music conference panel or what have you, if you think I'm blunt on the radio show and this is an FCC clean, friendly joint, I'm very blunt on a panel, but it's for good reason. And it's for good info and stuff like that. Um, so you can go to fleetdjs.com. Um, they have a link up there for the Fleet DJ Conference. DJs actually get in for free. So all my DJ people, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. DJ battle, producer pad battle, panels, parties, the entire nine. Y'all can get in for free. And even for, you know, music artists or people just interested in... Um, music industry biz and stuff like that you get in extremely cheap i'm not giving the price online and on air just because you had to go to the website for that and we have some of our nonprofit radio stations we can't do that type of thing but it's it's a real bargain if you have ever been to some of this music industry type of stuff and sometimes they just run in your pocket so you get a pretty bag and um some other stuff so check that out we're gonna be down um the people in um, Atlanta, let me know where the record stores are. I heard y'all have a nice record store scene. Because as I did in Toronto at North by Northeast, I will spend money on some records. I'm going to add it that way. You, you, you can't get a nice feel on the MP3. I, I love technology, but it's not the same. So let me know where that type of stuff is and showcases and stuff like that. Because I'd love to see you know a few things that go down. And we know the ATL has supported the Fusebox Radio pretty heavy. From Jump Street as well once we got on the um, internet airways way way back in the early 2000s and stuff so yeah that is the promo run for now um, we got some real exciting stuff coming up in the fall but we're just finishing up paperwork on that so I want to make sure that's done before we make that announcement on air but woo, all I can say is September October and November are going to be very real very, very real, and um, John Jr. and I also in the studio working on um, a, p- a nice project for the show, which we'll do little reveals as time goes by, but it's going to be exciting wrapping up 2012 on our end, and um, we're doing some interesting building on the Orthodox and Unorthodox end, so very grateful for what's coming towards us and whatnot. So let me go ahead and dig up our news stories and we shall go from there. Oh, and real quick, before I go ahead and get into this week's news stories, I had to give a big loving shout out to my mama. My mama is officially, well, I don't know if she wants me to give her age on, on air and stuff, but um, she's an older lady now. Her birthday has just passed this um, particular broadcast week. So big ups to her, man. That 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 woman is literally one of the biggest influences ever in my life and stuff. And um, she's always been supportive. So yay, Mama Fusion! Glad you're here and in good health and good sound mind and everything for another year. So yay, one Mommy! Thing I will say uh, for, for for all who don't know this, but for um, people who have people like. Uh, like that you just talking about if if you still have them around cherish them because when people start dying off there's a cold reality that sets in it's almost good that you know that reality 
But you really start to see who is who, even within family, when people start dying off, or people that took care of you, whatever title or label you want to give them, if they were your guardians, caregivers, mother, father, what have you, you know, when they start dying off, things are a little bit, the things get realer, at least in what you see and what you can perceive. But now, big up to, big up to all those who have all, 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 all of our elders. They're much needed for their knowledge and their information. No doubt, no doubt. Very, very true words right there, Sir Black Hawk. And yeah, let's let's get into some stories. This has been kind of a weird news week. We got a few things that are directly tied into. <coughs> pardon me. Tied into the U.S. presidential elections here in the states. Since um, for those who may not know how our system works, around the beginning of November, we're going to be electing another president. So it'll either be the incumbent, currently um, President Barack Obama, or, um, well, I would say um, former Massachusetts Governor Mitt Romney. And because I'm a third-party person, I like giving props to the third party. And whoever the Green Party will be nominating um, this upcoming week, since I'm doing the broadcast, we're actually going to be doing their official nominations and um, stuff in that regard. And for myself, um, again, um, both myself and the Black Hawk are registered third-party political people, so we have no hardcore affiliation with Republicans or Democrats here in the states but one of the things i'm looking at with this is i'm at the stage where i would just rather have somebody just get up on the mic and say we don't like the the foul word for negroes because i'm tired of people stepping to the side and you know tap dancing and stuff around that particular issue now while i have plenty i can talk about it which we have talked about in the past about things that have not been all kosher with um, President Obama's um, policies and situations all the time. It's bugged out when you have people who are going to your fundraising campaign. We're talking about um, um, former Governor Romney and stuff here, who have donors coming in talking about lower income people don't understand what's going on. Direct quote. And this is an event that happened at the home of one of the folks that we've talked about on the show. Um, who's doing a whole bunch of crazy things for the pseudo-conservative movement, um, David um, Cox. Now, they literally had a donor who, who, who said that to the LA Times. Like, I don't think the common person is getting it. I'm going to read this quote just so people can realize how bugged out this is. This is no, you know, leftist screed or whatever I'm, I'm on. Um, to quote, I don't think the common person is getting it. My college kid, talk about their own kid babysitters the nails ladies everybody who has a right to vote they don't understand what's going on i just think if you're a lower income one you're not as educated two you don't understand how it works how the systems work they don't understand the impact so in other words you don't got money they said pretty much saying that you a dumbass and you don't know right from wrong that's some bs to me or whatever right from jump street and another side to it is when people say stuff like that they're trying to say that they don't that you ain't supposed to understand how things work in terms of them doing crooked stuff in the system 
as far as I see, because you know, obviously, when they have these political donor fundraiser things, these are pretty rich people who are going to some of these big events. And one, so so for a donor to, to blatantly say that, um, I don't care if you're not the biggest fan of um, President Obama in the world, that should scare the hell out of you, because most of us don't got that kind of money. Now, at this event, just to bring this into perspective, the recommended contribution for that particular fundraising event was a $25,000 minimum. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know about the Black Hawk. Do you have $25,000 spare in the corner? Maybe you're hiding it from me. I've known you for a few years, but I don't know. Maybe you got a nest egg or something. Most individuals I know, including some people who work for quite a long time and have gone through the ranks, don't have like, oh, let me just drop $25,000 like I'm going to the club. So this to me, the type of thing that essentially says that if you're not at a certain income bracket, we could even remove race from this for a moment. If you're not at a certain income bracket, you ain't supposed to have a say in how things go. Isn't that the type of thing that you would think that besides religious freedoms, that if you want to go by the basic textbook history of the United States before you even get into real deep study or whatever, that a lot of people escape Britain to come to America for? So you wouldn't be purely judged off of not just your religion, but also your income level? That's just me, though. You know, when we hear about this new pseudo-conservative, I had to say pseudo-conservative because while I might not necessarily like the old school fiscal conservative method, these cats are on another plane. When you start talking that type of stuff, it's like you're trying to go back to a almost royalty period type of time, a fiefdom type of time, anything that remotely represents a congressional republic or a democracy. But, you know, that's just me. That rubbed me really the wrong way when I checked that out. And speaking of another thing that just rubbed a whole bunch of people the wrong way, um, former Governor Romney went to the NAACP and um, basically got booed for um, talking crazy, saying that he would be the better president for, for black people in the United States. And I'm um, talking about um, removing what has been derisively called Obamacare, um, official term, the Affordable Care Act, which is trying to at least get all Americans some basic coverage, health coverage. And whatnot. Now, while some people are like, well, you know, there's all types of conspiracy theories going on this um, NAACP thing. People have said that he's busting some black folks to boo and cheer for him at different times. And that it was like kind of a, ma- a play to get, um, you know, some like, pseudo conservative cast to vote for him or back him up or whatever. Because they could show that video and be there like, yeah, I, st- I stood up to those um, ornery Negroes. How dare they not worship me type of deal. Where he, even a day afterwards, he was at a fundraiser talking about that. Because, you know, these people obviously gave a little bit of a care about the Affordable Care Act, that they were just trying to get quote unquote free stuff, that um, those black folks were freeloaders. So it's like, hmm. Now, I'm not, I'm too old to be naive and think that all politicians are, you know, all sugar and spice or all Satan or whatever have you. But as somebody who's trying to get votes in the upcoming year, I mean, this pretty much to me just says that you gave up on getting black votes from anybody who ain't no crazy politicoon sellout like um, Alan Wester Herman King. You know, that's like you ain't even trying to get no black votes. 
from anybody who got some damn sense. And if they ain't not watching the news all the time, you can do a quick Google search to see what's up, but to see that, you know, you you can't keep a stance, you know, if you had your feet in cement type of thing. And whatnot. I mean, this 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 guy is ridiculous. Even if I was a Republican, I'd be mad. Like, you can't even keep your ish straight with what you say. Like, you're saying dumb stuff every day. Like, we're going to get to the point where it was like when um, Herman Cain was running for um, the Republican um, presidency. And each week we had something dumb to say about this dude because he just kept doing dumb things, not even us in our political stance. Romney is at that point right now. <laughs> He is definitely the dude for people to not to vote for. He, he, he just, he, like, she, she broke it down well. It just, but it just goes to show you that if you had that vibe that that was a really good white guy, you know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? He's been more, you know, he's just one of those that just got, you know, you know, I guess on the other, a little bit further, maybe a not too down from David Duke. You know, it's just more or less he just not necessarily didn't have the whole affiliation to with that for a while. Mm-hmm. But you know, making it dressed up to sound whatever, whatever, but no doubt. On top of the fact where it's bugged out because he did a similar situation beforehand with um giving majority of people in Massachusetts health coverage. And now he seems like he's trying to run away from that. It's like God's. It, um, what some people have derisively called Romney Care when he was running for the um, main um, Republican presidential candidacy. So it's like you can't even make up your mind. You're on one side or the other, flipping and flopping and all this type of jazz. And a lot of people who are going to probably end up voting for him, and I'll be on the record saying this I don't care, are honestly just there like, I want anybody who's not a Negro in office. That's right. Because, I mean, as much as I didn't care at all for G.W. Bush's presidency, that dude did stand by stand by his stance the majority of the time he was there. It might have sounded bad-ish crazy, but he did. Yeah. Some of these other folks, they, 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 would, they would ride or die with their stuff. This guy changes with the wind every single day. And then when you bring up stuff that's not even race-related, like the Bain Capital situation, where it's like, oh, you were, you were talking about, I'm a businessman, I'm in charge of a big company. And it was like, yeah, you offshored a lot of jobs, which was one of the big problems in terms of unemployment here in states and other types of stuff. All of a sudden, you're quiet about that, though. It's, it, it's ridiculous. I mean, give me somebody who at least is going to give me a solid show. Because we, we know the majority of this, honestly, is a show. I'm one of those people I believe everybody should vote because if they're taking away the right to vote, that means the vote still has some importance around here and whatnot in this country. But, you know. Even if everything is just pulled behind the scenes, this is the worst show I ever seen in my life by a politician. Even a loon like Herman Cain was amusing. He was a moron, but he was amusing. I just look at this dude, I'm like, you supposed to have this big Ivy League education. You a dumbass. If I were the public, I'd be like, I'm like, what the hell's up with this dude? This dude is a dumbass. He can't even stay on on key with the notes that we give him in a teleprompter. But I don't know. Anyway, just some stuff that stuck out of my mind um, with that particular type of deal. Um, next up, I know we talked about the Penn State situation um, for a bit. The official report from former FBI director um, who was hired by um, Penn State, Louis Free, came out 
about um, the um, sex um, scandal at um, Penn State where a lot of boys and other folks um, end up being abused by um, former sister coach um, Jerry Sandusky who now is in jail awaiting sentencing. Um, pretty much in a very unfortunate way but an unsurprising way, the report said everything that I think the majority of people knew. Um, people from Joe Paterno on down um, cover stuff up. Um, they, they, they covered stuff up, um, and, you know, it's a damn shame. You can look on sites like Deadspin and, um, Sports Illustrated and stuff, they actually have the full report, um, via PDF, and there's a lot of good, um, breakdowns and stuff or whatever, but it, it is not looking good for Penn State, and I, I have no tears for Penn State, because that type of mess should have never happened in the first place. It is just going to make me think about what I had thought, what I was I think I may mention before is that people have put these people on a pedestal and they wasn't nothing but dirtbags. No doubt. If they did, if they did, That's the frightening thing, you know, because when people have a position, much less anything that people are going to color in terms of a class thing or an ethnicity thing or whatever on top of whatever accusation comes through, um, there's going to be an issue. And Penn State, from various people I know who've attended the, the institution and other things, I've, I've talked to folks who have lived around that way and stuff, um, football is, is a big thing at Penn State. Football and um, academics. And the very unfortunate thing about this report, as much as we may have assumed things, now it has come to light that people cared more about a football program and a school's reputation than what was actually happening to individual people. Because even if it got nipped in the bud early and people put stuff out there, Penn State would have taken a hit, and deservedly so. Because things happened on their campus with one of their employees. However, they could have done that and been like, look, we're about A, B, C, D, and you're going to do all this stuff where it can never, ever happen again. And a lot of this stuff got, you know, blocked off for 10, 15, 20 years, which caused more people to get abused. And, and that's a damn shame. Like, if it was all covering up from, from, from returning one up, like they knew, they knew who they who boys was taking it, that meant probably somebody else was involved. Now, but now I'm like, 
I'm going to put it like this. No amount of money or apologies or whatever will ever make up for what any of those um, young men have gone through. However, I hope they sue the hell out of Penn State. I hope Mad Money gets drained. I don't know if the NCAA is going to do anything, but I certainly hope they do some type of damn thing. And this is not a total paintbrush over Penn State in terms of former and past students and faculty and other people who've never done anything. But there's obviously corruption at that institution and beyond the borders of that institution. And I think, you know, a lesson has to be learned. And the hammer and, and the hammer needs to fall fall down hard on people. Now some people may be like cosmically it's it's happened, but it still hasn't happened. I mean, yes, Sandusky is in jail and um yes, um Joe Paterno who, who who could have been the nicest guy on earth besides covering this up, you know, passed away and whatever. I don't know the man in person, but something needs to be done so people can actually have some trust in outside institutions on a certain level again. Cause you gotta think about all the people who trusted kids and young adults to go in two places and we're like you know people could have the mask of being on the up and up but they not there needs to be stuff that institutes that this is gonna have you know you don't even want to try having this happen at our place and at our institution but that's just me paternal died because he was scared he knew that he, he knew the clock was ticking you know he had good kids grandkids you know, I guess he felt that he had done enough or whatever, but he was scared though, and he knew they were coming to get him. And you know, he just, you know, that was it. You know, he he was he he was glad he went that way, cause he knew there was some bones and there was gonna be some skeletons in that closet that they was gonna get out. They opened that closet, they was gonna be stuff flying out of that closet. You know, and um. But, but, but the fans said they, they already got stuff on, so that record is done. All that stuff. Yeah, super cold, super cold. Super cold, super cold, super cold. Touching little boy clothes. Unfortunately. Yeah, man. So, just, just another finding. People can search on the web for that joint, and, um, yes. Yeah, a, a plus class in um, college sports corruption, and um, hopefully that can change. Um, let's see here. I, I don't feel like talking about any other political oh, another political story, but people can see that on my Facebook. But I don't feel like talking about that right now because Fox News always hires some some random black person. Like we got black friends type of black person who says something stupid. So I don't know. yeah, yeah, you know they they, they smack them type of Negroes on the butt. And give him a, a, a give him a chicken leg and a biscuit. And a sip of a mint julep that NASA had. That's what I'm doing. I'm putting you know, you know, funny thing about Fox News. Cause I'm I'm not even gonna get into that the other aspect. Another funny thing about Fox News is you know that they end up trying to get the blackest looking black person in a suit every time they have somebody on their show like they want to be there like look this is the blackest black dude around and, and, and they they in a suit and they, they look like grandpa Moses or somebody and then they end up saying something that came straight from like the plantation 
it's like what it's like it's like where do y'all get these folks so i'm like seriously like i want to find one of these black people to be like how much they pay you to look like a damn embarrassment like real quick, I wasn't even going into it, but I'm just gonna touch base on it really quickly. They had somebody on one of their shows talking about the NAACP was a hate group because they booed Mitt Romney. I'm like, dude, I, I I hope your months your your rent's paid for a few months, or or you got yourself a nice little you know shiny pinto or something because my God, what 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 in all the hell? Like I like well, there's a personal thing with me. I despise when there's people who are. Like around my older cousins to mama's age, which is like around, you know, the 40, the 60, 70 year old range. Where it's like, y'all lived through some crap. Y'all lived through that period where stuff was real grimy between, especially if you live down south. Between, you know, blacks and whites or even just people of color and whites. You coming up here all old, like you ain't learned nothing. Nothing. But, uh, anyway. Anyway, just uh, that's just some ridiculousness. Hold your vision. Grab a coon. Grab a coon and let people say they brand new or something. They did it. They did. They did it in ancient times, <laughs> and they do it in today. Look, I'll put it like this: a, a, a slave can have the fanciest suits and jewelry in the world, but they still a slave. So, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's sometimes it's better to be in the field and and, and have a spirit. Anyway, um, I think I'll touch base on another story or two, then we'll get right into um, the show. We'll get a little more into entertainment. An um, interesting thing happening in the world of hip hop. I'm sure folks remember about a few months back we talked about the um, Lupe Fiasco versus Pete Rock situation in regards to um, a beat. Yeah. Uh, specifically, the Troy beat with that story that ended up. Essentially, to me, if you hear the freaking song, it's the Troy beat sped up. And homeboys ram over and Pete, you know, caught feelings. They still going through some back and forth with that right now. Um, a slightly similar situation has happened with um, Lord Finesse of DITC, Digging the Trace Crew, and um, Mac Miller. Lord Finesse is suing Mac Miller for um, $10 million for the use of his track on um, one of um, homeboys' mixtape. Actually, the track that ended up blowing him up in the mainstream. And whatnot um, over the use of the 1995 track "Hip to the Game" that was used on the Mac Miller um, 2010 cut Kool Aid and um, Frozen Pizza by Mac Miller, and yeah, it's it's obviously that beat. It's obviously that beat. Now, what I have been saying all along, people talk. It's like almost we've learned the tactics of what racist white people did to us, you know, uh, in this country. It's like. They, they'll say you ain't nothing, you outdated, but they'll use, still use your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're whack, corny, but, you know, oh, you're black and whatever, but I'm going to a tanner salon. Oh, you're old and corny, but I'm going to still use your feet. Oh, I'm going to not acknowledge you in public around the people that don't acknowledge that, you know, the, the people from just five years before them. You know, it's, that's just sad and unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? But just to show you that the 80s and 90s, people will always bite off. 
Well, there, <coughs> excuse me. Well, there's definitely that particular aspect, which honestly, to me, I think this case is more of a situation of because he um had because the mixtape was distributed through one of the bigger mixtape um companies um datpiff.com. And um, there was a thing where um, Lord Finesse um, supposed to have sent in two cease and desist letters to um, Mac Miller's um, label. Like, um, yo, I'm not really beat for um, this joint to be on, or whatever. And those letters weren't responded to. Now, I think it gets into a gray area because while the Lupe Fiasco Pete Rock situation is an official single, like an official album single, this was a joint... That's on the mixtape. I'm talking about the legal basis before I get into actual how I feel on the other end of old school versus new school respect type of thing. And a part of me says that people have been freestyling over other people's tracks for years as a part of hip hop and doing it whether it's on radio or on mixtape or whatever. I don't necessarily want to get to the point where a producer who produced a track and they got it out there or whatever is just going to sue any old body who who flipped the track with their own verses or whatever and um does their thing whether it's via the internet or hand-to-hand stuff on the street or what have you on the other hand a lot of this situation to me from what i've been reading during the past week seems like it could have been solved if people were just like you know what yo you know, I don't understand why nobody gets on the phone no more. There's always tweets and Facebook and stuff. Somebody get on the phone like, yo, man, I really respect you, whatever, whatever. This is one of those tracks I really like, so I did it on this joint. You know, I ended up blowing up a little bit. Let me give you some props on the mixtape saying that this is that beat when I re-release it. And here's some money because I'm blowing up right now. Personally, I think stuff like that could be solved that simply. When it comes down to it, everything should always have to go to, you know the court of public opinion through electronic communication means or through a court system there should be a natural in a perfect world there should be a natural respect of old school versus new school because there would be no new school ish without old school ish whether you're talking about the business in music in whatever have you you know what i'm saying and it gets to be kind of chicken ish sounding when folks are like, well, I used your beat, that you know, that that helps you out. Not if you don't credit the person who made that beat. Well, no. Even if it's just like a basic shout out, I mean we're in electronics, give, give a shout out on freaking Twitter or on a blog or something. That's gonna probably end up having out that cat more than you just saying once we all get into a legal situation that this helps the cat out. That's that's nonsense. And people try to get into a technicality type of thing. Where they're saying that Flex, um, I'm sorry, Lord Finesse never um, cleared the Oscar Peterson original sample for the joint. But it's like, how does that make it good for you to use a track that Lord Finesse created from that? You know, you get some blow up and you give that cat no props on a speaking in or on a monetary end. Because the thing is, Oscar Peterson, that's a jazz pianist. He died almost 30 years ago, which meant that, that he died before that dude who took the Lord Finesse arrangement was alive. Lord Finesse took the, took the loop and arranged it in a way that it was not arranged on that album. You know, people are only whatever, whatever, whatever. They saying that because they hate and the fact that people are going up and getting attention. That's the reason why they say that, because when people do sample, 
and it sounds good and they're from their region or they like them, nobody says anything. Like people talk about Puffy when he was saying, people were sampling for Puffy. But mm-hmm. he was a, a young New York black dude making some cash, so they wanted to act like oh, he was all bad for sampling. When the best sample hip-hop records had already been made before he was out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that just more or less have... People had... That, that, I was alive when during that movement in hip-hop. And one thing to say is that, as a person that got involved in that, they, especially people like P-Rock and people like um, DJ Premier and uh, the Bomb Squad, the catch used to do pub, uh, production for Public Enemy, you know, they had done, and Molly Maul, of course, and of course Molly, um, they had arranged things in a way that a lot, of, a lot of it had not come before then. So it's just like when the Beatles or, or when other groups had redone black music without giving them, because black people weren't always, weren't always involved in publishing. They weren't allowed to be in publishing houses. So people like the Beatles and, um, um, could do uh, Isley Brothers songs or could do other people's songs without necessarily getting any retribution. I mean, without, uh, without there any being um, uh, uh, um, anything come back on them legally because we weren't allowed to even have our stuff published. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, nowadays it's, a, it's kind of a, a different situation with people doing certain things or whatever. And so they now they're, they're, they're a little bit more... Uh, they, they they check things. I mean, because in the early sample era, they you know they weren't really checking things in a certain way as far as what people were sampling. And then as time went on, mm-hmm. and they changed it. And also, I want to state this fact that early hip hop there was no sampling. Now, early hip hop on records, most of those records did not have samples in them. So when people say when you mean people, that's why it's that's why it's bad when people from New York and I talk about hip hop. I, I don't mean to offend nobody, but. They don't understand the history, how it broke down and when sampling became a thing, uh, a tool of use, you know, because that didn't almost come into the late 80s. So there are people who had already been doing, you know, the music and, you know, with keyboards and, and drum machines. You know, it maybe wasn't a band, but it wasn't a sample. What hip hop started doing with keyboard and drum machines is what R&B eventually started doing. Because it got away from the bands, they, it became like more of a technical keyboard. You can make the drums, the, the strings, the saxophone, and the bass all in. And hip-hop has been doing that since the early 80s, you know. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, um, because he arranged that Oscar Peterson, and Oscar Peterson wasn't doing hip-hop, mm-hmm. he didn't have those hard and hip-hop rock-style drums that, that you know, rock, uh, that those cats put under their beats, mm-hmm. where, where you can be banging in the club. That's what I mean, the rock-style that bangs in the club. It, it, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have sound anything like that. But so he was inspired by what Lord Finesse did, and then he took it from there. Then going to use some more. You didn't originally whatever, whatever. But you even you didn't even. But the thing, but the thing is, you got his arrangement. So credit him for that arrangement. And but to go to show you by crediting him, that means giving him giving a New York old school cat props. And a lot of cats don't have enough God in them to do that. Hmm. Just to give him props. To say, yo, I, I, your, your arrangement. You maybe didn't write it, but you arranged it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and in a way that it wasn't arranged on this on on, on this original thing. And, and, and that's why I brought up that um, um, how a lot of people have always been doing over people's records. You know what I'm saying? But it's like if you do over a particular, you do it over in a particular way that it wasn't done before. That means that's like your stamp on it. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just doing it just like the way it was. But I'm done.
No, no doubt, no doubt. And lastly on this story, I think one thing that's really interesting with this is it brings up what has always been the gray area of the officially released mixtape. And whatnot. Because, yes, we're now in the download age, which for um, some of my younger heads, as much as it may feel that it is natural, the downloadable mixtape in terms of the promo and push it has gotten now has only been around for about maybe at maximum about 10 years if that I would probably say even 5 to 7 in terms of accessibility but while people can download mixtapes and do stuff like that if you've been to a lot of live hip hop events and somebody has done a mixtape they'll have pressed up copies of the mixtape for sale even though it may have you know the full promo only or whatever was keeping that gray area of like what you saying it's for promo only so it's not for sale, therefore you don't got necessarily go through the publishing venues and everything to get everybody who's involved in some way, shape, or form broken off. It's like, if Lord Finesse can find a way to prove that Mac Miller has had um, pressed up some official CD or whatever copies of this mixtape and sold it, where, where does that go? What does that mean for the, the future of the, the hand-to-hand mixtape as a whole? I mean, there's a lot of layers to this that get very, very interesting. And um, because it's in the court case situation, I find it unfortunate that it's happened that way. I'm curious to see how it goes because for those who remember, maybe not about five or so years ago, there were the raids on uh, places that like DJ Dramas where they were doing quote-unquote legal label mixtapes. Like the labels were paying them to do mixtapes for the artists. But those cats got raided. So it's 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 weird, man. It's it's definitely weird. Personally, I hope people can just talk like some freaking adults and resolve stuff, which is the way things should happen in the first place. But you know, sometimes we we got heads who act like kids. We're in the hip hop world, man. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. But that was a very interesting case that came up this week. Unfortunately, that's not the hip hop world. That's the imitation hip hop world. Because the real hip hop world, where it gets acknowledged, it's it's a flowing practice between past, present, and future. Um, so the aspect that it's not like that means that it's not hip hop. They're rapping, but it's not hip hop. It's not like those cats were perfect and they did everything right. But when that's when you know, just because they rapping don't mean it's hip hop. And then airway been airways been filled for some time with records that weren't really hip hop. You know. And, you know, as far as what the spirit of hip hop is, at least on that end. No doubt. Very, very true there. Very, very true. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to wrap up with um, one or two more things. First off, um, condolences and prayers to um, the family of um, Usher and Tamika Raymond. Um, they're going through a very rough situation right now. Um, Usher's 11-year-old stepson, um, Kyle Glover, was in a um, jet ski accident and has now been declared brain dead. Now, however people may feel about these folks, whether it's through the gossip sites or music sites or whatever, that has to be a hard damn thing to go through. It's to deal with um, your child in that situation. I just definitely wanted to give um, some words of encouragement and stuff um, to, to all their related families because that has to be rough. One day, everybody's running and it's all good, and the next day, you're in a scenario like that. So, I mean, I hope, I hope the best for everybody um, with that and whatnot. So, I definitely wanted to give that um, some mention on the show this week. And um, I, I wanted to kind of give the other side of it if I can briefly. And I hope I'm not misinterpreted when I say this. But 
Usher was going through a court situation with that, with, with, with his ex-wife, with the woman that <coughs> And um, Usher, from what I was told, was crying in the courtroom and, you know, was, you know, and, uh, was going through a lot in that situation, you know. When you bring bad, bad vibrations and you got family lying or kind of embellishing or expanding on certain things, just to make you look bad so they can be set up for money from you when they splitting up. See, when you send out bad vibes, see, people don't realize this is something that's older than religion. When you give out those type of bad vibes, something is going to come back. That's just how it goes. That's how it goes. I'm still, I'm on that, but I'm still learning that my damn self. But I know, you know, I'm not to get no court of law and try to mess up somebody's life so that I can so I can just be built in somebody's pocketbook. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You can't do Usher should be the example of brothers. If you a good brother, you better watch where you go. Because for the most part, it's going to be your mama and God that's only on your side. You might want one or two good, good two blue sisters, but there's going to be a few. You know, you know, shiny black nigga dancing, making money, making good music. You know, got both just coming after him. But I'm sorry, I ain't mean to offend nobody. But I gotta, we gotta do some yin and yang. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still, I don't, I don't wish no harm on nobody, child, or that child. But it's gonna be after some situation where they, they, they trying to, they trying to do on this dude. Through the court situation and 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 and, 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 and make him look like the bad guy, and then this gonna happen. Nah, that can't get past bro. Like me, I'm like nah. The creator is does what he she wants to do, and you send out bad vibes like that to good natured human beings. I'm gonna get away from you because I don't need that type of heat. Peace. Well, we definitely got the yin and yang on that one, and I, while I might not necessarily agree with the entire end, I can, I can understand that, you know, good vibes bring good vibes, vibes bring bad vibes, and I think it's unfortunate by whatever means this happened, this happened to this young boy, so whatever we believe about these people, that's sad for that young boy, and stuff, so we can rock and roll from there. And we're just going to stay on one or two more entertainment-related stories. Um, interesting scenario that's happening. Um, Def Leppard is recording, quote-unquote, forgeries of old hits despite Universal Music. Joints like Pour Some Sugar on Me and Rocket Ages because they're like, we're, we're being done dirty on um, our royalties and other things for the um, original songs. Go down. And stuff. And... Um, they're just there like well shoot if y'all are trying to be funny stuff we're just going to re-record this stuff we're going to release it that way and tell people to support us now i've noticed this has been happening with a few groups recently from like that old school period of time in like the 70s and 80s and whatnot and you know they've they've been around um for quite some time and they're like straight up talking about we're going to record damn near all of our old material so so we can get our hands on things you know, very, very interesting, very interesting story. It's on um, the Billboard.com website, and it's something that makes me curious. I'm like, will this be happening with maybe some of these, um, especially with some of the more old school hip hop groups and stuff too? 
where things have gone through so many changes through mergers and label sales and labels falling apart and stuff. Well, somebody be just like, you know what, screw it. We're just going to go in the studio and re-record this. And get ourselves some bread. So, I'm hearing this more from, like, rock and old older R&B groups. But, um, yeah, interesting story. That's what we're going to record. And lastly, because this is the week that um, <coughs> San Diego Comic-Con officially starts here in the States. Interesting story that I hope can bring up something that's cool. Um, there are sources that are saying... Deriza and producer Reginald Hudlin are teaming up to work on some comic based film project, like comic book um, based film projects. Now, for those um, with Deriza, um, if you're thinking about like kind of animation, comic book style type of stuff, um, <clears throat> he was the cat who backed up doing the Afro Sam- Samurai um, anime series. Okay. Which um, is freaking awesome. I personally own that joint. And whatever Like it's a great freaking series And the soundtrack was fantastic too I mean you had like Q-Tip, Deriza, Cool G-Rap A whole bunch of cats on there And um, whatnot. what not What's actually an interesting story And some really high quality animation And of course people know um, Deriza from Wu-Tang Clan His upcoming film uh, The Man of Iron Fist and all of that And um, Reginald Hudlin for those who aren't familiar with him He is um the producer for the upcoming movie um, Django Un- Unchained In conjunction with um, Quentin Tarantino And if y'all ain't see that promo yet I'm sorry yo I'm going to see that movie No damn um, I'm sure me and the Black Hawk are going to be commenting on that The second that joint comes out Because you know That's been a while since I've ever seen Jamie Foxx on screen And been kind of excited because he's wild in that movie war, war, You know war. Like a Black Revenge Slave Western how the hell am I not going to see that? But anyway. He came, he came through living color. I was kind of waiting for the day for him to kind of do something that was similar to his roots, at least, on, you know, national TV. You know, and that's kind of harking back to those type of vibes. You know what I'm saying? At least showing independent thinking black people. You know what I'm saying? They could have mm-hmm. used the cop, but in the end, it was representing independent thinking, not necessarily about what the group thought, what white folks thought, or what some women thought. You know what I'm saying? That independent thought, and, and uh, when black men are like that, that's 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 God. That's the any God is he for personified. You know, truly. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad he did that. God bless him. No doubt, no doubt. Um, also, a little bit of information about Reginald Hudlin for those who aren't familiar with him. Director of House Party, the classic first House Party. And um, he also wrote the Black Panther um, animated miniseries for all of my uh, Marvel comic book kids, which was freaking great and um, whatnot, as well as um, he wrote the series for the Marvel comic book from t- 2005 to 2008. So I'm curious to see what they come up with. I mean, there's rumors that are spreading around that uh, Marvel is supposed to be after the Avengers, um, piecing up more characters to do their own movies, including the Black Panther. Now, if these guys do the Black Panther, it may actually be hot. I don't want no cornball doing a Black Panther movie. As few black action superheroes there are out there, and the Black Panther is freaking fantastic. Um, do a Google search on on the character background and stuff itself. I mean that that could be a whole new thing. Oh, wow. So you know you have two minds that are definitely creative and interesting. 
So um, I hope they get some project together. It's going to be, it's going to be insane. So, you know, big up to those guys and all um, creators who are doing their biz in general. And lastly, I'll probably give more of a detailed mini review on next week's show. Um, that new Nas album, Life Is Good, is his best joint in a while. Shout out to our com- our um, contact at Dev Jam who gave us the advance. I got to write a review on it in um, the upcoming week and other types of stuff. I think it really is the best Nas project in quite some time. Word, word. I mean, there's is is it perfect? No. Is it Illmatic Two K Twelve? No. But it's cool. It's it's a very cool project, and I'm glad that um, Dev Jam ain't a crapping out on marketing it and promoting it and stuff. So you guys any we'll on Yes. Okay. Large Pro producers are joined on there And there's um, quite a few other good producers and stuff In the mix okay. and um, other types of stuff um, Whether you like the um, You know the 80s, 90s sound Or some of the newer stuff I mean it's, a, it's an eclectic mix of, of things But I think on a kind of inspired Lyrical level He's um, in his best um, form He's been in um, a little while If you want, want to look at a recent project Like the joint he did with Damian Marley I thought he was inspired on that lyrically But that wasn't necessarily a straight up hip hop project This is a straight up hip hop project And um Yeah I'm, I'm gl- I, I get glad when I hear inspired music right now Like Besides doing this radio show And having just been a regular fan For just about all my life um, With hip hop Sometimes you get so much Not even bad projects But mediocrity You're kind of like whatever By the time stuff comes your way Um The, the Nas is cool I, I can't say I feel like whatever After listening to it So I had to get that um, Big ups And for people who just like music in general um, Please support it um, Projects that you like You know Pay a little bit of cash Get that download That vinyl That CD um, Whatever you want to do Because it costs money for creatives To make this music and you know As they say Money talks BS walks when, when people start seeing More and more sales Of certain stuff They may not like Putting it out there But they're gonna put it out there Because they wouldn't make more money Especially with the mainstream um, Music world That's the bottom line So everybody who complains about I'm tired of hearing Chocolate Scarface music And um, You know Cornballs trying to act like they hard And all that type of stuff And you hear something That's off, the, off that path You know Pay some money for it man Because it's going to make a difference in the end. At the very least, it's going to support the cat who's putting out their, their creative spirit in terms of making some music. And, and that's real. So, But yes, big ups on all those wonderful ends. And I'm sitting back waiting for them to get that official D'Angelo release date. Because, you know, R&B is getting a little scary. You know, it's, it's getting a little scary. Some people might have been talking about hip-hop's dead or on life support or whatever. Um... Modern day R&B on the um, mainstream is, is is getting a little spooky. So that new D'Angelo album, looking forward to that joint. And um, also, um, I don't know if people remember this cat from a few years back. Um, Cody Chestnut has an album coming out independently. We got hit up by um, his um, PR people not too far back. I think some folks might remember him from um, the Roots um, album, um, Phrenology, and um, other types of joints like that. That cat can blow. And um, yeah, man, just just support good music. That's what we're about in general. Besides sparking people's minds with the commentary and stuff, so sparking minds and hopefully moving heads. And some folks, depending on if we're playing that dance music, shake it behind and all that. Twenty first century black radio, fuse box radio broadcast. 
no payola, no BS, no nonsense, no audio iconery, just good stuff to um, make things happen during our wonderful block old joints. So we're going to get into the music end and um, our two comment- the mini commentary points. And we're going to rock, rock on. I, myself, DJ Fusion, am going to be out in the Black Hawk. Any shout out to think before we roll into it? Yes, indeed. Just shout out to everybody that listening and all new listeners. Thank you very much. Of course, we're going to continue on and do this thing, thing, thing. Elevation, ascension. We're going to continue on, of course. Beautiful DJ Fusion. And I, I saw a Black Hawk trying to keep on ascending eternal soul wisdom. I peace. All right, all right, peace. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. After I pose for the photos, address the press, I take a rest. To let my rhymes digest into my brain. To sustain and cultivate it, take a penny for my thoughts from copper, I gold plated. Enrich my mind like wine till I find what I need to exceed the speed perceived blind. Fold it, I take the mic, I grab it and I hold it, then I walk to it, talk to the crowd, but yo, I sold it. You bought it, you thought it wouldn't work, but the record went gold, it's sold. Jerk, I'm worldwide, from girls I hide, not gain no way, but they all wanna ride. Mine, they bring me roses and wine, but I hate cheap sex, so next time. Come correct like an intellect, okay, do you hear what I say? Thank yo, on the rhyme I'm a lyrical droid And whosoever shall front shall be destroyed The lyrical composers I produce are legit My name is Special Ed, and yo, your name ain't And I'm powerful in my state of mentality Taking MCs, yes, of any nationality Blitzing them, dissing them, or I'm pissing them Making them solo, yours won't be kissing them You got tact, face the fact Now where's the jokes and all the wise cracks you made Before you got slayed by the slayer Special Ed and DJ action on the record player chilling. Still in the back, just maxing. Me in the front to be blunt, I'm taxing. I'm taxing. When I'm on the mic, I make MCs wonder how I don't make the follow-ups. Bleeps or blunders, I'm foolproof. I'm foolproof too, I got the Uzi for the goosey, but the hands are for you. I give a fair one, because I never like to scare one. Unless he got a vest and a gun, I like to shoot out. I like to have a root and shoot out. If you like to kick, I got the steel toe boot out. Cause I'm malicious, vicious on the mic, that's how I am. And I always do as I like, cause I demand the utmost respect from you. Because you should give respect where respect is due. To special ed, that is my name and that's the title I hold. You're gonna get burnt if you wanna get bold and I'm ready. I let the others call me Eddie, but for you it's special ed because I said so spaghetti. And in the meantime, break out the six packs and cool while I rule. Cause I'm taxing. About a mic and a man Well I'll be meditating Then I'll be waiting for the victim If they flam then I slam them and kick them Bite the face then I taste them and lick them Like pray I'll slay, take a brick up Brick them yo, I'm not the typical Massive and large, I'm humongous But the youngest in charge in combat I contract the souls like crack Decompose my foes to the size of poles Because you get all hyped and long-winded But that ain't it, it's the rhymes that are commended 
by the crowd as they start to cheer with the Cisco, the blunts, and the forties of big stimulation. It's what helps my creations. You know I get mellow before my presentation because it helps my rhymes to flow through like water. A quarter brew on second thought of few to release all the heat that I kept when I was sober. So now it's sober. Step aside and by my rules abide. Protest, yes, and I suggest you hide 'cause I'm coming. Humming the song of redemption, making stacks, taking tax exemptions. You start the theme, screaming, then holler for a cigarette. As I get your last dollar, I'm taxing, using Ajax and waxing MCs with the fleas in their backs and behind the ears and up the butt cracks and keep on till you clean up your accent. Stop, hold your nose up like Michael Jackson. Dressing like a bum 'cause you don't wear slacks and I'm done. Thanks, it's been fun practicing. I'm done taxing. You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio. Church boy, school boy, dope boy. Loaded down with attitude, feeling like 20 pairs shoes. Who you gon' call now when the lawyer call your name? Mama. And when you're standing in front of the state, looking all ashamed. Church boy, school boy, dope boy. Got a backpack full of time and you don't know why. Why you don't even respect the uncles and the ladies that sacrifice the Charge your name. Only reason I make this song because I love you. Only reason I take the time because I don't want to bury you. Church boy, school boy, dope boy. I ain't gonna throw my hands up. I'm a love you. I know times can get hard. But being hard ain't gonna get nowhere. Clean your eyes. 
How on earth did you get so beside yourself? And abuse a queen that did it all for your confused. No matter how you feel, your blood's on the seal now. You can't just treat her anyway. The sound, the sound you're about to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear. You love to hear the story, how it all, how it all got started, got started, started all. You love to hear the story, how it all, how it all got started. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio, DJ Fuse. The ill reminisce of thinking about the fly days Nothing like them 80 summer NY days Hop on the NB five days Mopeds, pro kids, city split five ways How it all started Fifth floor apartment A jigsaw puzzle, aerial view of the project A kid saw struggle, buried the few of his partners Now chilling resorts, enjoying massages Check out the Oracle, bread from city housing Nas, I arise dead by thousands I remember seeing Shan, chilling near his Audi Hollis had running them, but I proudly put a post up For Shannon Marley, that was our kid you let her hear the story how it started The bubbly I'm pouring wasn't pop yet Before there was an audience to watch as I assure you It was a process Yeah How it all got started Yeah How it, how it all got started Hear the story How it all How it all got started Back when Back when to call them fake today is hate, real d- extinct. Pot left me inside a rap world with that wink. And other rappers undercover can spit every way. Won't be surprised if all they rise have federal plates, let alone their wardrobes and studio full flow. It was real when I appeared, it would have been some jaws broke knives. My real name, stage name, same thing. How could you let these lames claim king? I'm so ashamed, man. I light an L for Vernon, for two were burning, hell for Vernon. 10th Street, 12th Street, night now on Elm Street. Pimps creep delve deep inside the editorials of the ghetto. Queens King, story's true. Who possesses the testicular fortitude to blow away myths? That's a hindrance to all of you. You blame your own shortcomings on sex and race. The mafia, homosexuals, and all the Jews. It's hogwash point of views, stereotypical, anti-Semitic, like the foul words Gibson spewed. And it's pathetic. I don't get the credit I deserve, so I hate doing interviews. But I don't sweat it, study long, study wrong. My man Dr. said, Nas, nah, overthink the songs he writing. I'm not a whack performer standing there with corny hype. I got the Donism in me, I'm here to enlighten How it all got started Yeah How it how it all got started Hear the story How it all How it all got started Back when Back when Back when
stories of some potpourri. I'm feeling like Biggie back in 93. Matter of fact, I'm feeling like Jordan when he first signed with Nike. I'm trying to get my money right, but it seems like the devil keeps taxing me. Why you're not signed is what these keep asking me. I shrug them off casually. I keep running towards my dreams like a triathlete. They never imagine me, cause every verse a masterpiece. I paint pictures vivid enough, a blind man can see. So what you asking me is what I'm doing exactly. If this was the race, it's in the back of me. I'm in first place, complacent in a VIP. You never see what I see, or even dream what I dream. My days been dark and nights even colder, but this time around, I know the game is over. Afraid to keep them either. Pat them with a little pain and leave them with the smell of reefer. A padded room with the cell receiving. Or thoughts from a rhyme that you can tell is even. And I ain't tell them neither. I did tell them listen, listen. Didn't tell them givens. I did sell the cedars. I say it like I seen repeaters. I seen them come and go. Selling out theaters. Back to peddling rap. They caught me dealing. Better settling scraps and never seen a ceiling. I sell a feeling for the rivet of exposure. I'm a think tank and driven like a no limit soldier. Whoa, uh, there's no gimmick to this closure. Just an image with a fork written over. Just a vision of the finish line. Energy in a sense that it's cinema within a sign. Sitting on the bench like it's dinner time. Major events getting mine. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio DJ Fusion.
Yo, check this out. This is Chuck the Public Enemy. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Harder than you think. I fell in love with the boy, oh so true. He added to my warm and he squared my cool. He shined on me, grew me through my darkest days. He gave me water just to wash the pain away. Hey, baby, you got my attention. I wanna multiply, ain't gon' be no division. You are the thing in my life that I've been missing. Cause, baby, when it comes right down to
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion.
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. The hunger strike, begun on June 11th by nine prisoners at Georgia's massive diagnostic and classification prison, the same place where Troy Davis was murdered last year, continues into its fifth week. Though reports published in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution declare the strike over, the families and one of the attorneys of inmates insist that the nine prisoners remain resolved and continue to insist upon administrative review of their status, adequate medical care, access to mail and visitation privileges with their families and attorneys, and other rights which have arbitrarily been denied them. Our sources claim that these nine were among the 37 singled out by corrections officials in late 2010 and early 2011 after the peaceful strike by Georgia prisoners of December 2010. They were rounded up, many severely beaten, and transferred to close confinement and constant lockdown at Jackson, where they have remained ever since. On Monday, July 9th, about 30 people showed up at Georgia State Capitol to visit the governor's office, where they left letters of support for the hunger strikers. Through direct and indirect contact with their families, attorneys, and with other inmates, the prisoners know that they do have significant support on the outside. The warden, for example, remarked to Miguel Jackson his surprise that the Georgia Green Party was supporting the strikers. It does make a difference. Your phone calls to the prison warden, to the Department of Corrections, and to the governor of Georgia have already had an impact. Whether or not the hunger strike lasts much longer, the nine prisoners resolved have already demonstrated their unshakable resolve. They deserve your continued concern and support, and your calls, which are still needed. When you call, ask about them by name and ID number. Here are the names and ID numbers of the nine prisoners now in the fifth week of the hunger strike. They are Justin Boston, ID 1305227, Quinton Cooks, 1142336, Contravius Greer, 5911396 Miguel Jackson 890692 Bobby Anthony Minor 1191993 Dexter Shaw 429768 Robert Watkins 1245402 and Demetrius White, 581-709. And here are the people to call. The warden's office at Jackson Prison in Butts County is 770-504-2000. That's 770-504-2000. You can reach Brian Owens, the commissioner of the Georgia Department of Corrections. You should ask for his assistant, Peggy Chapman at 478-992-5258. That's 478-992-5258. And you can reach the governor of Georgia, Nathan Deal, 
at 404-656-1776. The governor's number again is 404-656-1776. If you're in the Atlanta area on Monday, July 16th, join us as we travel by van and carpool to the headquarters of the Georgia Department of Corrections in Forsyth, Georgia, where along with the families of some of the strikers, we will demand a meeting with Brian Owens, the head of the Department of Corrections. Meet us at the West End Marta Station in Atlanta, 9 a.m. sharp. Some cars will be returning around lunchtime. Some others may stay in Forsyth the whole day. The prisoners behind those walls have done all they can do. What you can do is sign the petition supporting the demands of the hunger strikers. You can pick up the phone to call and express your concern and support. You can forward this to your email and social networks, to your family, to your friends, and your acquaintances. For Black Agenda Radio, I'm Bruce Dixon. Find us on the web at www.blackagendareport.com. You are now. One, Box Radio Broadcast with DJ Fusion and John Judah. <laughs> You're as good as they say you are. Syndicated worldwide to bring real black radio back to the masses.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. You know what? I've been thinking. And I don't, I don't think we could do this anymore. Something's not right, let me explain. I went to bed with this on my brain. When I woke up, I still felt the same. I don't think that you and me can remain. So I got
Now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. We taking you higher by just making the fire, making the fire. Black man walking the wire, you're talking the sire. Profile for those aspiring to see more than what they saw when they looked upon the lala. Survivor for those who can't attain or acquire, required to rip the flip shit supplier. Beloved throughout the shire, respected, admired, and fucking empire when it's built upon the mire. Destroy and rebuild for ourselves, we all seeing. Sit out to black sheep, and I'm a brand new being. And doing is being. Tell me, do you believe in? Maximum effort, we forever overachieving. Tighten the rope, fill the flight of the dope. Light it and smoke, sip it, chug it and choke. Going for broke, in my heart I still sell. Switch the land with the plan, every man will tell. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swinging, so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swinging, so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swinging, so bring it. Sounds rugged and raw, got rhymes galore. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swinging, so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swinging, so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast. I wish the black sheep, the first car I bought was a black jeep. Girl, call me a black creep way back. Father said, stay black forces, taxes and courses. Jump to a black boo, emerge as a black jewel. Engine number nine was fine, other had swine. Told wife, yo, you can't make me bacon. Syndicated indicated that we wouldn't sell. But that ain't rock for me in Dresden, we'll tell. Heard you got the fever for the flavor. I don't get along with my neighbors, they crabs. This shit is up for grabs. OGs, old bleeds, we still do dates. Leave it to the fates, we trying. Dudes ain't buying, they thieves. Killing we in breeze. No hate, we just trying to pass for our rate. That's Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin', so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin', so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin', so bring it. Sounds rugged and raw, got rhymes galore. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin', so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin', so bring it. Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin', so bring it. Walk for a second, nigga, feel my energy. Witness dirty skills in a pure delivery. Camouflage on stage, you can't see me with them lights all on. And I'm looking all shimmery You know what? I should get an award Like Mr. Most Likely to Never Leave You Bored Or wait, comeback MC of the century Riddled with intrigue, wrapped in mystery Do you know your history? Nope, well me either But I bet you know about 30 different strands of reefer I've traveled dusty roads, evidence of my fingers Even when my voice stops, memories still linger Construct rhymes like Kaiser Sose spins tales Even thugged out niggas give me digital sales Doc, Roby Dress, hardest shit you can sell Heaven only knows and time will tell Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin' So bring it, hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin' So bring it, hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin' So bring it Sounds rugged and raw, got rhymes galore Hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin' So bring it, hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin' So bring it, hey boy, this is the way the East Coast swingin' So bring it One, two, three, four. 
What's up, everybody? It's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman, and this is Direct Effects, The Jump Off, your hottest daily dose of entertainment and college news for you, 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 and you, brought to you by the Black University Radio Networks. We got to salute Black Music Month, and thank you to all the historically black colleges out there across the country, all 105 of you. On today's show, we look at the Great Recession in America over the past four years and its effects on students, young professionals, new families and seniors you won't want to miss this report and mario van peoples has a groundbreaking movie on dvd bring your a game it focuses on the blueprint to success for young black boys to men and warner brothers records rhyme spitter currency is in studio his hot new album the stoned immaculate is available now everywhere and his lead single what it looked like featuring wale has impacted radio nationally and is a hot banger on Sirius satellite radio it's a favorite and he'll break down his new album all right here next don't you move on direct effects movies and television don't show what it's really like being an officer in the u.s army major miles kagans confronts these misconceptions all the time many people imagine army life is the way that they see it on hollywood movies that you're crawling through the mud with bullets flying overhead and some sergeant yelling profanities at you that's simply not the case during my time as an army officer i've been a leader i've been the one giving directions to people major kagans doesn't sugarcoat it he says being an army officer is hard work but it's hard work that gives you a reward you can't get anywhere else the reward of being a leader from day one if you're the kind of person who's doing student government if you're on a sports team if you're the one who people rally around then being an army officer is for you. It's an option that anybody should consider if they like being part of a team and if they like leading that team. That's the difference between being an Army officer and your average everyday civilian. Lead the way to a stronger future as an officer in the U.S. Army. Visit GoArmy.com slash officer. There's strong and then there's Army strong. What it look like my flat jet life get for the case of paper planes uh, love what it look like, my blood, just a jet life, yeah. We're in studio with Warner Brothers Records, hot new rhyme spit of currency. The New Orleans native just dropped his new album, The Stone Immaculate. It's available everywhere, and it is a banger, y'all, I must tell you. The lead single, What It Look Like, featuring Wale, is a club and mixtape favorite, and in the top ten on Sirius Satellite right now. So make sure you check him out. Now here's Currency, a.k.a. Spitter, speaking on his very hot lead single, What It Look Like. What's good, fam? Instead of, instead of just kicking it, we kicked it on the beat, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the homie um, Bank sent that through the moon. And as soon as I started working on the album, that's like one of the first beats that uh, that came through the wire for me. So uh, I didn't even know I was gonna do. It. I didn't know I was gonna do that song with with the homie. I was just writing to him when he came in. He came in the studio to say what's up. We were working in the same studio. So he came in the room to say what's up, and he heard the beat. He's like, yo, what you about to do with this? I'm like, I'm about to write, I'm about to write to it. And he's like, nah, I think I got a hook for you, like right now. So he jumped in the booth, he laid the hook. I'm like, nah, this it. I'm like, that's hard. He said, yo, I, I probably got like a 16 for you, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, lay it down. So he dropped the 16, and when he was done, I went in there and I went out. And uh, once I heard the finished joint, we knew we had to shoot the video for it. Then once I looked at the as soon as I saw the rough edits to the video, I knew it was like, 
That's Warner Brothers Records, hot new commodity, Currency. And you can visit iTunes.com, front slash Currency, C-U-R-R-E-N-S-Y, Facebook and Twitter.com, front slash Currency. And the new album, The Stone Immaculate, is available now, everywhere. Go get that. Much continued success, my bruh. And you can check him out and look for where he's going to be at on the tour near you. Talk to you soon. A groundbreaking documentary film that sheds light on the resilience and influence of black males. To generate national conversation on the plight of black men and boys in this country, 21st Century Foundation has partnered with actor-director Mario Van Peebles and producer Karen Williams to create Bring Your A Game. A groundbreaking documentary film that Mario Van Peebles says sheds light on the resilience of black males. Bring Your A Game is a film that will use screenings accompanied by community discussions as a catalyst to transform the lives of urban youth. By using a cinematic style influenced by popular culture and employing innovative technologies. This film details strategies that have improved the lives of black men and boys, and it underscores how essential educational achievement and high school graduation are to survival and success in today's world. Interviewees for this documentary included Sean Diddy Combs, Dick Parsons, Chris Rock, Spike Lee, Lou Gossett, Hill Harper, Russell Simmons, Melvin and Mario Van Peebles, and former NBA standout Allen Houston from the New York Knicks. Visit the website bringyouragame.com to get air dates in your region. The downturn in this country that some have dubbed the Great Recession has trimmed the typical household income significantly. New census data show following years of a stagnant wage growth that made the past decade the worst for American families and young workers in the last 100 years. The Bureau's annual snapshot of America's living standard also found that the fraction of young Americans living in poverty rose sharply in 2010, the highest since 1994. Some 45 million Americans are living below the official poverty threshold. But this fact and growing phenomena still does not seem to capture the attention of government anti-poverty committees. This recession has been particularly hard on college students, young workers, and young families in part because they are not eligible for as many government benefits as older workers and seniors. Young workers have a harder time qualifying for unemployment benefits because they have a shorter work history. And the number of 25 to 40-year-olds living with their parents rose 9.4% to over 5 million in 2011. Within that group, 43% fell below the poverty threshold of $11,000 as a medium income. The report also showed a steep rise in child poverty to 24% of children under 6 in 2011 compared to 21% a year earlier. The question is government and right wing rolling this country into a third world country or are we already there? Urban Entertainment News Breaks, it's already waiting for you online at EURweb.com. That's www.EURweb.com. EURweb.com. Most people don't know about all the career options they'll have as an officer in the U.S. Army, so they don't consider it an option. Captain Kendrick Forrester used to be one of those people. I was that 18, 19-year-old that had no intentions of joining the Army. I wanted to go to college, you know, I wanted to be an engineer, and I didn't think the Army had anything for me. 
But like other soldiers, when Captain Forrester compared the options and training he had as an army officer with the opportunities his friends had, he knew joining was the best decision. I had peers that went into engineering, I had peers that went into business or, or into marketing, and they all started at the bottom and you know they're making copies or trying to learn as they go along. We're gonna put you in a position from day one and say you're in charge of 40 people, millions of dollars of equipment, and we want you to go out there and do this mission. There's no other organization like that, zero. Make your future even stronger as an officer in the U.S. Army. Visit GoArmy.com officer to find out how. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. That's going to do it for this edition of Direct Effects, y'all. Remember, follow us at Facebook front slash Lamar Blackman and Black University Radio Network and Twitter front slash Black College. Until tomorrow, it's your boy right here, Lamar Blackman. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now witnessing Fusebox Radio. in the building.
Send it off in this piece, you know what I'm screaming?
know the nappy grand is in the building.
Oh, 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 oh,
They hate it, she's happy. But I'm happy.
Hey yo, hey yo, this Rocco Rosanna Dana. This down with fuse box. We about to take it there, yes it.
Fuse Box Radio, you know, they really get it in. They really just, they get it in. You know, they get it in. Wait, 
black galactic anti-matter in the building.
Rocco Rosanna Dana. This down with fuse box. We about to take it to the NC.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
again to Matt in the building.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
Right here on the Fuse Box Radio.
right here on the Fuse Box Radio. Setting it off in this piece, you know what I'm screaming?
think you'll agree, it's dynamite. That's all the time we have tonight. Join us next time. Good night.